Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Episode 89. Listen, I'm going to kind of warn you now, kind of passionate about this one. It's an extension of squirrel, playing squirrel and being an indecision. I needed to get that out. And I don't know if you could tell, but I was like working hard on that one because I, I wanted to talk about like the cost of our indecision. And so I was making my little lunch and it occurred to me is like, oh, the most important thing I can tell you, like we got that, but why, why do we not own our decisions as black women? Because this is a common thing. I don't care. Like I have coached people who are over billion dollar industries and that is their budget for their group. I have coached people who have led the front line of putting products out there that saves lives. Like I've coached them all. I've coached the top life coaches. I've coached the top people in corporate, the top lawyers, the top people in education. All one thing very similar. We have been conditioned to not own our decisions. I really want you to understand this. This is key. Like if we want to do epic shit, put our greatness out there. And for some of us, just being able to own your decision and live a life of peace and harmony. Let's go back to last episode, right? To be in tranquility without a whole bunch of disturbances. Now, not that pie in the sky, life isn't 50-50 thing, but I'm talking about the extra costs that we have as Black women. I'm not going to say it's your thoughts. I'm not going to say it's not true. But I do want to say that some of that now, thank God in 2022, I literally can cry right now because our ancestors put up with the bullshit so that we don't have to. So let's talk about indecision and why we don't do it. We haven't owned our freedom. I'm going to say it again. Have you owned your freedom? Because if you have, you will be able to make a decision and not care about what so-and-so thinks, what mama thinks, what daddy thinks, what your coworker, boss, whatever, husband, kids, the community, society, that's when we are free, when we are free from the attachment of the opinions, thoughts, feelings, and actions of others. Now, let's go back to our history. Even after we secured our freedom on that day of Juneteenth, when all of us in the U.S. were free, yes, I know, I have a lot of people in other areas of the country. I love y'all. Yes. So whatever date it was for you guys that you were free, but in America, it was June 19th. 
right? Two years after the emancipation. So that's why we celebrate that day, right? That's why freedom for me is such a big thing, right? Like to talk about our desire to be free because I think some of us haven't owned our freedom because even though legally we were free, what we lived in was in a world where we wasn't. Listen, the consequences of that was legally we were free but there were all these kind of fucking loopholes that kept us small, playing small. Think about it. All of the redlining, all of the Jim Crow laws, like there was so much bullshit to keep us from being free to where we really couldn't own our freedom. There was no ownership of it. It was whatever laws were passed, right? Whatever people thought, even if we called the police, that wasn't freedom. They were never, like, we understand why there is this dialogue between us and the police. It's never been presented that they were for us. Never. As a whole. Are there some that are? Yes, I get it. But as a whole, like, if we call them, do they have our backs? No. Right? Not all the time, not historically. So I want us to understand the reason why we don't make decisions and we go squirrel and we counter and think about it and think about it some more makes sense. I don't want you guys to leave thinking something's wrong with me because I'm not strong enough to have my own back and know how to make my own decisions and honor them. No, I want you to understand the history as to why you don't and make sense of it. Because when you understand and make sense of it, then you no longer see you as the problem. But it was like, oh, this is my conditioning. I can feel uncomfortable and I understand why I feel uncomfortable. And yet I'm choosing to go forward and have my own back. We doubt our own decisions because we've been conditioned that for us to think independent of other people, especially Black women, listen, we were conditioned not to think independently of our Black men. Think of all the things that we've been taught, how we need to be submissive and caring, and you can't be too loud, you can't be too independent, you can't be this, because we don't want to make our man not feel like a man. Ladies, can I tell you something? There is no way possible that you cannot make a man feel like a man. I know there's some Black men listening to you. I just talked to a couple of you that listen to my podcast. So thank you, Mr. B, for listening. But hey, a man feeling like a man is because of his thoughts about him. And that is independent of who and what you are. But we've been taught that, nope, my ownership of my decision, I doubt it. It needs to be co-signed by pastor, mama, father, friends, society, all these things. Like we cannot own our decisions. So owning our decisions is a foreign feeling. Like literally when I was doing this work, one of the reasons why I created this niche is because I looked at other people just assuming identities 
out of thin air and trying them on and they fit. And I kept looking at it going, can I put that on and looking around going, can I assume that identity? I can't just say this is what I'm going to do. Like I need a cosign or something. It was so foreign to me. Remember Elaine and her podcast, I'll link it in the show notes, but remember her podcast where she described it so clearly that people were saying this is the route, but like she was on this one stairway and they were way up there and it was such a gap to get to it. Like it wasn't just a moderated stairway. It was a gap to get to that stairway, that next step. That's the way I felt. It felt like It is not even possible for me to just pick an identity out of thin air and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be or pick a goal out of thin air and say, this is what I'm going to create or a decision that I'm going to make as a leader and say, this is the direction we're going to go and not look around and go, can I say this? Like, can I actually do this? Am I allowed Well, if you have been in an environment where that wasn't allowed for 400 years, from your mama to your grandmama to your great, 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 everything, of course, your nervous system has been trained as a matter of survival to look around and look for evidence and counteract and think 15 steps ahead of time because I need to know what the circumstances and what the results are going to be because I didn't think about so-and-so and and he's going to think about it and then he's going to fire my daddy, right? Like, you didn't think. How many times have we been told you didn't think? So now what do we do? We overthink. Safety measure. And I'm not saying that we're 100% out of it. But what I am saying is, ladies, Queens, you guys are in some powerful positions. And I want to ask you, how many times do you spend rethinking decisions that you already made? How much energy are you redeciding on shit that you have already decided on? How much time are you crowdsourcing to other people? You know what I mean by crowdsourcing, right? What do you think about this? I used to do that with my boyfriends. <laughs> Probably should have did it a little bit more. <laughs> but like, you know how you bring them over to other people and you're like, what do you think? I'm so glad that I'm at the point now that I don't care what other people think of my guy. If I had one. But I really like, I would take it into consideration, especially my kids, right? Mom, we don't like him. I'd be like, ooh, Christmas is going to be a little awkward. That may go into my decisions. But on a general, no. I no longer need to crowdsource to get like evidence from other people and for other people to think like they're smart. Now, listen, I know there is wisdom out there from our elders, from our community and everything. I'm not talking about the normal things. I'm talking about the insistence that our brain has on bringing it back up after we've made the decision, after we've done ample amount of research, not to the over extent, but I feel prepared. I know this. But see, most of y'all read out and reconsider the shit that you know in your bones is the right answer. 
and you're doubting yourself and you're sitting in boardrooms and not speaking up when you know they're going down the wrong way and you have value to give, right? So what I'm saying is, what is the cost of this indecision? Like, finally, we are free. But are you owning that freedom? And you will know this by the decisions you make. The power to make a decision, to have your own back on it, and not be attached to the thought, feelings, and actions, and opinions of other people is true freedom. The power to make a decision and not beat your damn self up about it is ultimate freedom. Because no one can out beat you up more than you beat yourself up. How many of y'all really know that? You shouldn't have. I don't know why you did that. I can't believe. Like my brain can go on overdrive, used to on overdrive of all, like bringing up a litany, a list. It was like a ticker thing from the NASDAQ. You did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. And I kept going, yep, you're right, yep, you're right. Oh my God, yeah, you're right. Oh, yep, you're right, yep, you're right, yep, you're right. Oh my God, yeah, you're right, right? Guess what I do with it now? First of all, I very rarely hear the tickering, right? Now that's after three years of really learning how to manage my brain and changing my relationship to it. But the only way I was able to change my relationship to it was I wasn't making myself weak, desperate, or wrong for feeling this way. Something's wrong with me. I really can't make a decision and stick with it. No, I don't have self-esteem. I don't think I'm worthy. Something must be wrong with me. I must be missing a gene. No, I know the reason why now. Oh, it's because of this shit that I can't. It's not because of me. I'm not inherently weak, desperate, or anything. It's the soup that I was swimming in. So now I just literally get to go, oh, I understand why, and then choose powerfully to feel that discomfort. I'm never saying the discomfort is going away. We will not live a life of there where there is no discomfort. That is not possible. And do you really want to live that life, right? Because that life is being pumped full of heroin or something, right? Like that's the life of discomfort constant drip (laughs) and is that the life you really want no so let's be truthful with ourselves but telling yourself and making sense of like oh this is why can stop all of the judgment against it and you get to embrace the discomfort and not make the discomfort mean I'm doing something wrong. Because what we do is we try to wait till we have a decision until there is no discomfort. I feel so good about this. Not possible. Okay. Completely not possible because our nervous system is trapped in 1866 and you living in 2022. So your job will be actually to go back and talk to your nervous system and let it know it's safe and teach your nervous system how to do this, right? When we're stuck in indecision, what is the cost? I can tell you, there's a lot of mind drama. Most of my clients are exhausted, but they're not exhausted because of the work that they're doing. They're exhausted because of the mental work that is going on. 
It's not simply making a decision and like, okay, this is my decision after thinking about it and like mulling over it, of course, right? And having their own back. It's making decision and then, oh, so-and-so said something. Maybe I was wrong. And then spending more time in maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I should. Instead of spending that energy, that valuable, I've talked about this, how much our prefrontal cortex uses energy, right? Using that valuable brain energy to wonder if I should or shouldn't when that question has already been answered as opposed to solving for the real problem. And opposed to saying, how can I create this? Because once again, Think about it. We have been conditioned not to own our freedom. When you don't own your freedom, you don't see yourself as a creator, like the ability to create shit out of thin air. To say, I'm going to put somebody on Mars. To say, I'm going to be a billion dollar company, or I'm going to make a million, or I'm going to be the president, or I'm going to start this. Like, we don't see ourselves as creators. So when we live in indecision, you just limit your ability to create, not because you don't have the capacity, hear me, please, but because that capacity that you have that God gave you, you're using it in the past going, should I, should I not, should I, should I not, I don't know, Susie said such and such, Jonathan said such and such, and Bubba said something else, right? Listen. We are not free until we own our freedom. It's as simple as that. And when we own this freedom, our ability to create, our ability to manage, like then we can do the epic things that is in your heart and in your soul, that soul's desire to create we actually then get out of our own fucking way. I am so important. I am so revved up about this because I believe this is the thing that will help the world, not just America, the world, because you have a whole demographic of people who have been trained to work at that ultimate best and problem solve at the highest level. Their brains are like perfect for problem solving and getting in there and creating. But the only thing that's stopping us from doing this is us opening up the door because the lock is off. The lock is off. There's a couple of things I'm really, really good at. I'm not good at teaching you strategy to do whatever it is you want to do because I believe you know the strategy. I coach people who do shit that I can't even pronounce, right? That's not my strength. My strength is helping you get rid of all the mind drama that's getting in the way of you creating it, of helping you manage the indecision and all of the attachment to, well, my husband doesn't agree and he does this and my mama doesn't agree and she does this and my kids are doing this and my boss is saying this, like that is the exhaustion. What happens when we remove that? Oh my God, everything. 
You don't have to change anything in your life and you want to experience a different life. So I want you to join me on my masterclass. As you can tell, I'm very passionate about this. I want to take you through the freedom formula, how we create internal freedom. I love that. I just came up with it. The freedom formula, (laughs) creating internal freedom. It's going to be a two-day masterclass, Friday and Saturday, August 12th and 13th at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Go to brickjohnson.com forward slash masterclass to sign up and to register. I'll see you there. I want to give you the formula to own your freedom. Join me and all the other high-achieving Black women that you know. This is our work. There's nothing wrong that it is. It's just time for us to stop asking everybody to make us feel safe, to make us feel loved, to make us feel free, and to do it for our damn selves. To own our freedom, finally, with the understanding that, of course, I don't, because I've never been taught that I could, that it was safe to. And finally, thank God for our ancestors who put up with all the bullshit we can. So let's create safety internally so we can create internal freedom, so we can become the creators that we are and live the life that we were destined to live. See you guys next time. Go to brickjohnson.com forward slash masterclass to register. I'll see you online. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brickjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. Brickjohnson.com. B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.